You're listening to Your Stories Mavericks Season 2. Your Stories Mavericks gives you insider access into the lives of some of the country's most successful entrepreneurs. In this episode, listen to Kumar Rangarajan, co-founder, Slang Labs. Welcome to Maverick Season 2, powered by Lenovo. Today we have with us Kumar Rangarajan of Slang Labs. You worked in large corporates mm. and you also had a very successful exit as an entrepreneur. But before all these things, mm. what got you to leave the large ships and start up? Yes, I guess it's, you can mark it down to a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> the usual answer in uh, some sense, but as an early midlife crisis, like just early 30s when I was working in IBM. Huh. I had been working in large companies for like around 12, 13 years till then. I was a reluctant manager. I became a reluctant manager right. in uh, IBM. And then uh, I was looking at like, what exactly am I trying to do next? What is my, if I retire, what do I want to do? Or like, what is my ambition? Huh. Do you want to be a vice president? Do you want to have a corner office? What exactly? None of those things really seem to matter. Right? Huh. Titles didn't really matter at all. Right? Like, that's yeah. why we actually have a permission to have titles. Like we don't have uh, formal titles at all to anybody in our uh, office. I have just fun titles. All of us have fun titles. We didn't want to have uh, uh, those things and then I, I, I didn't want to have uh, those things at the point and so I was wondering what else to do uh. and then like okay if I leave IBM which is a, which is a good place but then now other companies are going to be sort of similar right? yeah. you have to again start working towards uh, either you have to be a so the way they define their own uh, HR policies of growth versus or you have to do something so I really don't want to do so I wanted to do something different so then I was looking what else to do then startup was not a buzzword thing this is in 2000. 12, mm. right? 2012, early yeah. startups are not really the best thing. So then there was a, my manager had left IBM and he joined a service company, small service company, right? So that is the notion of a startup, uh, around 50 member uh, companies doing services. So I thought, okay, let me join something where I can now uh, do something where I can see the end to end journey. Like every money that you spend, everything you do, you exactly know what is the impact you are bringing in. Yeah. You're making a large company, you, you, are a, you only know what you do, like a very small uh, problem, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like that, I, I didn't really want to be. So I guess from an analogy perspective, I really didn't want to be a tail of a line. I would rather be a head of a rat. <laughs> right? So I would, so wanted to wanted to explore those smaller places. So yeah. that is how started uh, the journey. Then, but even then, I didn't have an interest of starting my own company. Huh. It was more like okay, let me do something different. Let me go join a smaller company. So when I joined that uh, smaller company, it was like I really liked it. I really uh, enjoyed that uh, camaraderie and everything working in a small place. And then eventually, that company got acquired. Right? So when that company got acquired, and we became part of a large MNC again. Okay, now what next? So I didn't want to continue working in a large MNC again. Right? So the only other option to look like, okay, we have to now go back to something. And around the time is where I met my old colleagues from uh, Rational, uh, who had all left and worked in various, various places. One guy went to Apple, one guy was in uh, Adobe, one guy was in working in IBM. We all got together and said, okay, let's start. Why don't we start our own company? Uh-huh. Right? So they were all still working in uh, c- c- corporates. So I, was, I had already had a little bit of taste of working in a small company. And I said, okay, shall we just... The only way for us to work together yeah. is to actually start our own company. And then we very naively started the journey. And that's where it became Little Eye Labs. Wow. You know, Little Eye Labs is like, you know, everyone in the startup ecosystem who's been following the startup ecosystem in India would you know, look up to, because uh, what a phenomenal story, Little Eye Labs got acquired, first company from India that got acquired by Facebook. Tell us, how did that happen? And uh, and what has been your learning after that? A L- lot, lot of things had to happen to make that happen. A lot of luck, for sure. Right? A lot of luck had to happen. And then some level of preparedness and a certain series of equipment, and being at the right place at the right time, right? a combination of all of them. So the 
the final trigger that made the whole thing happen is like we went to we were invited to google io in 2013 uh, which is a very google's primary uh, annual event and then so you it was an invite event to actually go to have a booth in google io you can't buy a booth yeah. in google io you had to be invited so we were invited to be a, in a booth in google io so there a bunch of guys from facebook came saw our product they really liked what we were doing and then luckily and then the team that they were working in the manager of the team was known to my uh, colleague who was also working with us in it like ah. and then he said like I, i've gotten very good reviews about your uh, company and so there was already they had knowledge about it and around that time so then they expressed interest say so, would you guys be willing to uh, get acquired because mm. they were this is the time when facebook was actually becoming a mobile first company mm. and so they wanted to invest in a lot of tooling so they liked our tool and said okay instead of building for the world come and build the tool for us mm. and facebook itself like a, a huge world it's like thousands of developers working on this one single app right so uh, sweet so rocket's a interesting opportunity so that's when now how did that event happen because that event didn't happen on its own that how did we go to google io we happened because we knew somebody in uh, the developer evangelist team in google who luckily at that point was looking in that year was looking for tool companies uh. right that team of the year was good tools right and so since we were a tooling company they said okay now why don't you uh, would you guys like to like and the tool is unique enough that they said why don't you guys have a booth now how did we know them because we we knew somebody in london uh-huh. this is a us team knew somebody in the london team and we knew the london team now how did we know the london team because we we were uh, we knew somebody in the bangalore uh, london android ecosystem who connected us to the london team now how did you know the london android uh-huh. ecosystem team because we knew the bangalore android ecosystem uh, team now and then we, how did we go to london because of gsf Uh-huh. now we were part of gsf and then uh, gsf uh, gave us that first opportunity to go travel now how do you know gsf because of your story <laughs> right in 2012 we were part of the tech sparks uh, event right yeah. so we were one of the top uh, 15 there yes. and then because of that we went to it. now how did we go into uh, tech uh, sparks because we met a lady called shraddha sharma <laughs> who gave us a challenge i don't know if you remember you gave us a challenge and said like we will put you on stage yeah this is like a month before the tech sparks yeah. we're going to put you on stage if you're going to build the product in one month yeah. and actually get customer validation yeah we were not even ready we were like just four of us sitting in a room working in our ca's office trying to we thought okay, it's going to take a six months to even get an alpha version you said you have a one month challenge build a demo build a bit not just demo give us customer validation yeah so we took that luckily the team uh, was able to cooperate and we did that and then one month we went on stage got customer validation we didn't win those days you guys actually had a winner yeah yeah, uh, yeah. right we didn't really win but we got a lot of uh, visibility yeah. Uh, yeah. because of that event right you know but kumar while you are telling this story and and it's such a story of one connection the power of connection and the power of you know people connecting each other and things outcomes happening but you know one thing which i want to say to everyone is that what you had hmm. one was you as an entrepreneur have seen that you brought so much of depth you were not building things or doing things because they were fads or they were uh, you went into the depth of it you hmm. enjoyed i've always seen you enjoy the process of yes. building hmm. and building something which is very unbuildable yes, right. so that, that is. is your high and and then and also you have the ability to not have ego mm. because i've never seen you have any ego you've been able to attract right set of co-founders right set of team Lucky. and 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 you've been able to retain and energize them mm. and 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 i've seen that and and i think those are the learnings i think somehow we don't talk too much about it because somewhere 
success looks like okay yes connections happen things happen but those things that you bring to the table and and what you created around you that ecosystem of people i think they are the they are the core things that leads to mm. then the world conspires and the magic happens yes. and everyone comes together and i've seen that journey and i have huge respect for you uh, yeah, tell me you. something but i want to understand now is that after little i labs mm. you were in us you mm. were in fa uh, facebook and i had the opportunity to yes. come come and uh, meet you uh, i want to understand why did you start up again what mm. drove you to start slang labs same same that why we started why <laughs> left ibm and then uh, went in so after after having worked in so that time was like i when we left ibm it was not about we had no idea about how the small startup world is going to look like but once you enjoy that world it is like you you don't you don't want to leave that so same way like when you're working in uh, facebook it's a great place to be right it is a, it is a wonderful uh, place to be an engineer inside uh, facebook right and my kids and family everybody really liked it so but the itch was always there like okay, it's still not yours it's still like okay you want you enjoy this feeling of having working in a small team in a small uh, group so that is one and i wanted to come back to india right we really wanted to come back to india my wife is a doctor and so uh, for her having a career in us is a, is a painful long process so we really didn't want to have go make her go through that process again so she she wanted to come back and i wanted to come back and then uh, so that yeah you always now. had india for always had india yeah, 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 i know be, i know uh, i know india. yes <laughs> Why did you choose Slang Labs? Why did you get into voice? Tell us about huh. this space and tell us why you believe in this. What we do in Slang Labs is we build a we build a platform for adding multilingual in-app voice assistants mm. that anybody can consume. Mm. Right? Think of it like an Alexa that you can very easily embed inside your application. Mm. Right? You can do voice search with it. You can do transactions with it. You can fill a form with it. Do a bunch of things very easily in multiple languages. Even mm. if your app is in English, you can do it. So that's what we do. Right. So now, why did we? What triggered us to do it? So this is like in 2015 when we were scouting, looking at me and Giri and others. We were all uh, talking about okay, what else should we do after this? So uh, around the time is where Alexa came into life. Right? When Alexa came in, I was a skeptic. Who wants to talk to a speaker? It sounded mm. like the most dumbest idea yeah. ever, right? But then it worked. Right? When the way it worked, like initially I, I bought it because my uh, we, we were just bought it because everyone was buying it. We also bought one. So when I saw my kids use it, it was like love at first sight. Yeah. Right? Like my four-year-old daughter. without any training she was able to instantly understand how to use alexa and use it correctly and well uh. right now that was magical it felt like man that i thought it was a fad i was not really sure it does it actually how long it could remain two a week later after we got alexa into our house when we were all traveling in a car my daughter's instinctive response when the volume in the car went up was to say hey car shut down the volume oh this is the car that we have been driving for the last one year it obviously has no voice control <laughs> right but it, her habit had actually changed to start saying hey man shut down the car that like oh something interesting is happening right? people are actually are able to not change behavior again a week uh, later or a few few uh, times later my kids wanted to play a song so and then we were playing a song in alexa and then what is the paid song so it only played a snippet of the song i intuitively i had no idea if it is possible i intuitively said alexa hey alexa buy the song ha huh. i just gave this natural command saying buy this come buy the song and it immediately said okay song bought wow how like blown away this is like the fastest thought to action latency right you thought about something and you can actually get it done without yeah. any hassle yeah all you command this is not just a fad like siri and other things were before but that is just more of a yeah. no it's actually a lot more valuable and actually transformative behavioral changing mm. and the fourth thing that happened was like my when giri's parents came to uh, us right they started actually using alexa 
for a, typically when parents use tech, they don't use new tech at all. Right? Yeah, they are always yeah. very shy of using new yeah, tech. Yeah, yeah. But for a change, they were actually able to use Alexa, even though she couldn't understand their accent or anything. But they were willing to change their behavior a little a bit to make it understand because this is something they felt they could actually use. Yeah. Like if you give them a mobile app and say learn, they are learning it because it's forced on them. Yeah. But Alexa here, this voice command felt a lot more intuitive because it felt, didn't feel very forced to them. Yeah. They were willing to learn to adjust and it felt a lot more useful. So this was our thing. This All these things put together, it felt like man, this is something interesting. So voice as a medium is definitely behavioral changing. It is something that is liked by the next generation and liked by the previous generation. Yeah. Right? And then, but we are all using typing and uh, touching because we are also used to it only. Yeah. But we are not, we are just a small part of the world. It's a much bigger part of the world, which is why we don't want to do this. Yeah. So that was our thing. And said, so, okay, now as a tech platform, well, Alexa was a dedicated platform. That's a different thing. But most of us end up using mobile apps. Right? Mobile app is where most of our day-to-day -day internet usage yeah. keeps happening. Now, how do you make that experience even more better? Right? Not by changing the button here and moving a button here and making a color red or black. Th those are UI innovations will constantly keep coming. What can be the next paradigm changing behavior that you can create? So that was like, okay, now can you add voice on top of your app? to be able to now help you do things in a much more easier, faster, and better fashion and get, be made productive, yeah, right? Yeah. So like now, you, you're, how many of us, of us build apps that our own parents can use? Yeah. Right? Typically, no, right? Yeah, like, yeah, but yeah. now with this, actually, can your parents actually use them? Because it's yeah. intuitive. They don't have to learn anything. Yeah. They just speak, uh, thing and they, they get the job done. Yeah. Anyway, so that was the... What are some of the use cases that you are seeing mm -hmm. uh, where voice is now becoming ubiquitous, is it? Yes, ubiquitous. Yes, yeah. That's yeah. So the uh, one is like in search, like in, in e-commerce applications, mm. right? E-commerce applications where a big part of the journey, the entry point of the journey, typically happens with search, mm. right? So now it's actually a very painful process to be able to know search, and then there are a lot of things which are local. For example, if you have a grocery item, the index is all in English, mm. right? But your parents might not know the actual uh, word. What is it called? They would mm. they will know the local term for it, mm. and typing it in vernacular is actually a painful yeah, thing. Yeah. And then apps will not even recognize those vernacular words there. Right? So instead, if you could just speak and say like, "Hey, add two kilograms of onion or two kilograms of vengayam," uh, you don't have to say onion. You can say what you know in your language, and then uh, and if the app would just automatically add it to your uh, basket, right? And then it will show you all the possible choices. Once you see the choices, it's very easy to now go click on the choice and say, "Okay, now add it." Yeah. Right. But you want to see that list first. You yeah. want the easiest way to now see that list, yeah. right? And that is that is one uh, use case. There's another thing we're doing with, like for example, transactions, like where you know shopkeepers are now recording transactions in their apps. Now they have to keep there are tens and hundreds of transactions they have to keep recording constantly. If they have to open up every time and then say, okay, now okay, 25 for this person, this uh, transaction I have to do. Like essentially, it's a lot of pain. So instead, they end up doing everything towards the end of the day, or like they only keep the most important transactions in this. But instead, if you could just speak and complete the transaction, like as soon as it's done, just say. Okay, I've gave this 200 rupees to this person. Yeah. And done. Now it's recorded. And then yeah. you move on, right? So now that's a lot more. And the system will tell you, speak back, and tell you, okay, I've recorded this. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This, right? So now it's not just voice in, it's also voice output. Yeah. And if it misses something, because the user might not have said everything correctly, it'll ask you, oh, no, no, please say the amount uh, that is there. You don't have to think. So you are now in the driver's seat. Today, the way it happens is like an app is in the driver's seat. App is telling you. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to tell the app, okay, now oh, do this, do like some, it, It's like the manager is the app, and you are just, now it can flip the other way. Yeah. You just tell what you want. Now, if there is something missing, the app can now extract it from you. Yeah. Right? And ask you a question, and then you just say the answer and move on. Yeah. We don't have to be focused on uh, getting it. So that's another use case. Then there are a lot of places where you have to fill forms, right? Like a uh, profile form you have to mm -hmm. be able to now fill in. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of information has to be filled in one by one. And that creates a lot of drop-offs. Now, apps see drop-offs because there's so much of information to be filled yeah. in. Now, instead, if you could just fill those forms by, uh, your, if you have an address, 
Now you don't have to think of them as one by one. You can yeah. just pick out the address in one shot. Yeah. Like if you have a destination app you're going, and then you have to instead of filling in the thing, you just pick out your uh, destination. It, it is able to smartly extract out which is the street, which is the city, and everything. Now that will help. Yeah. Another yeah, use case that we work in, like for example, nudge, voice-based nudges. Like, at, typically in an app, if there is an offer that you are playing, you, you put a banner, right? And then say, okay, you are, and you hope the user will notice the banner and you click on it. Yeah. So instead, if the banner could actually be spoken out, hey, there is an offer right now uh, on uh, onions. If you buy five kilograms, it will be for twenty percent discount. Now that's a much more powerful. It immediately connects to the user. Yeah. yeah he just yeah. say yes or no. Okay, yeah. fine. Right? Yeah. And then the app will now can actually handle it. So now those kind of uh, use cases to be able to now very easily search, to be able to now fill forms, to be able to know transactions, and to be able to know. So these are four prominent uh, use cases that we typically handle. How are you seeing the growth of voice uh, world over and more so in India? Yeah. So voice has been as as a buzz has been around for a long yeah, time, but yeah, we yeah. still don't see too many yes. uh, things happen. The world has not suddenly become all voice yeah, only. Yeah. Right? There are two three reasons why that has not happened. Right. So one, the reason is like actually, while there's a lot of, in theory, voice is great, to make it work is a lot harder. Okay. Right. That's where the whole ch challenge comes. How do you know make a good voice experience work? Yeah. Right. Now you can't. Now everybody uh, has to know today. The, today the state of that right now is like you're, you're building custom experiences. So some companies has to have a custom voice designer who will now think of all the ways in which people can uh, speak out something. All the so the first time if somebody says uh, something wrong, you prompt him with, uh, "Oh, sorry, I didn't understand." Now we make the same mistake. If you keep repeating, sorry, I didn't understand, sorry, I didn't understand, he's never going to improve. Yeah. Right? How is he going to say the right answer next time? So the next time it should be a different prompt should come. If he makes a mistake second time, a different prompt should come for the third time. Mm. Now, this has to be thought out by every single engineer. Everybody who's building an app, a voice experience has to think about all these things. So, I ended up, so people end up putting a very, very simplistic, very bare bones in the search bar, there's a mic button, that's it. Right? So that's all they end up doing or the experience tends to be very subpar. So what we have now tried to do is to be able to now what we want to be able to know, build like a well thought out voice assistant, mm. which handles all, which have, after a lot of user research and everything, we have thought out all the various knobs that has to be available. Okay, yeah. this is how the experience should look like. And these experiences have now sort of become canned. Now, while it is good to have these experiences, but if everybody has to re-implement them in every single app, it's going to take a long time. Mm. Like how do you now make this uh, things available as a template, easy to consume template that people can now quickly consume into their application and then move on build it. Mm. In Samsung, think of it like the Shopify example. Right? Okay. So earlier, if everybody had to build an e-commerce app, everybody had to go build out thinking about, okay, I have to think about the checkout cart. Yeah. An Android engineer or somebody had to build every single component. Yeah. But if you use Shopify, it comes up with all the standard templates yeah. of okay, building out an e-commerce uh, site. Right? Mm. right. So similarly, now we have essentially said, okay, now we understand all the templates. Now we have the standard consumable uh, assistance that you can very easily embed into your uh, system. Yeah. So, we, the, the way we think we can make this, there are two things we think is uh, making this whole thing slow down. One is the fact that it, we had, uh, the, the experience is always subpar, so people don't use it. Mm. So, we need to be able to now give them the good experience. And the time it takes to build out the experience is very long. So, if we can make the time it takes to build out the experience is short, short and quick and for people to actually quickly try out, uh, try out and uh, integrate and then see what, what works, that will actually give, help more and more apps uh, consume this experience into their application. You know, that's our uh, episode. No, no, but it sounds uh, very true, right? Yeah, like, and we're already yeah. starting to see some of these things. Yeah. Like in our, we were working with one of the largest e-commerce uh, player, and so they already had a mic button inside their search bar. Ah. The usage of that is abysmal. Nobody used it, right? But now they did an experiment with our uh, thing. They're already seeing good conversion, and then they're seeing a lot more people usage of it, because it's again the experience part. Yeah. How do you make that? Same thing as Alexa versus Siri. Yeah. Siri was there, but what made Alexa was like the experience is a lot more 
better yeah right now yeah. how do you get the kind of experiences inside your wow app to yeah yeah so you're not only solving through slang labs the voice challenge it's a voice not just that's just one part of the challenge but the ecosystem, ecosystem to make around the it. voice yes work work the, i think that is the biggest challenge yeah. because voice as a thing has been like google has done it like yeah. google literally like in english we have almost close to 90% accuracy yeah so it is not just about that it is about the experience that you have to be able to bundle it and how yeah. do you know make them work for the most common use cases and what are the use cases where it actually matters yeah right and so now we're essentially making sure those use cases work really well yeah 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 have you seen a growth of adoption of this in india yes so we we are seeing so it is a slower curve right it's not yeah. like a like little i was like pfft. yeah like it, it happened much more faster because yeah. we are solving a problem which is there yeah. at that point it is already evident and like once the people knew this tool exist more and more people immediately grabbed on solving this yeah. this is a more relatively more gradual growth but this is more transformational yes. in its nature but this yes. is a relatively gradual growth mm-hmm. and we are already seeing like month on month if you see quarter on quarter year on year growth of interest and everything this is actually 2020 has been the huge biggest part especially during the lockdown period we have had our biggest set of customer engagements ever right yeah. in the last two uh, months so like it's a so we are starting to see all that uh, trend happen right so we need so what we think is going to be the, uh, the transformational use cases is to be uh, flip point would be like when people start actually seeing benefits of voice uh-huh. if that large customer that whom we are working if they start seeing okay man i actually made a business impact mm. it is not just a cool thing it's actually making a business impact i'm actually get able to get more people into my uh, platform because of this right and it actually is increasing 20% conversion it's not theoretical uh, notion of conversion it actually is actually working and people are loving that experience so then that option will i think will become to make that option uh, grow bigger then you have to make it easy for people to consume yeah right so we, that is what we started with to make the whole platform very easy and all yeah. the f- uh, knobs are all thought out and then built it now once we get those first uh, guys who actually start to see business value them then we think it will start to become much more prominent in the coming years yeah so you would have different sets of people in the team also no people also yes. observing human behavior yes so uh, we have a combination so we don't i would not say we have a it's, it's a mix of uh, thing i think like uh, we have a designer we have a full house you know in-house designer who is uh, pretty smart and then does it we have a very young uh, marketing guy who, who, has, who plays multiple roles as a startup yeah, you don't yeah. have a very singular role so uh, one day is a marketing head one day is our you are you sort of search uh, person yeah, yeah. and we have another person who was obsessed about customer success right he's, he's worked in services companies before in my the earlier service company that i worked on so two of our two three of our engineers have come from a services background yeah. and they are super obsessed about customer uh, success and a bunch of our customers of my engineers have come from product background yeah. who are very obsessed about building great tech yeah. right now both of them working together right there is friction sometimes when they work but when they both all work together the net product is as a engineeringly well built product but also is like fine superbly obsessed with what customers really want yeah 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 so kumar tell me you know when you design when you build how do you look at customer centricity and and how do you engage with your team to build that focus so when you're not working with a customer right? any uh, customer we want to be able to now understand like what do their customers want like for example two two levels of customers we have our product that we do is used by our customers and then that product is directly getting consumed by their end customers so we want to be able to design at both those levels hmm. so for the end customers we actually do a lot of user research we go out on the field and we partnered with a lot of design schools and actually went on the field went to lanka went all over the world not all over the world all over bangalore to be able to actually go talk to various people 
people on the road grab them and then go ask them like what exactly are your problems that they're hitting either with the problem that we're trying to solve or even with our solution mm. they give them our solution and say like actually are you able to actually use it so a lot of things we actually filtered into the product actually happened because of that the fact ah. that we were able to actually get that the second thing is like when we actually work with the the first level customers which are immediate customers with whom the brands with whom we are actually working so for them we put on our developer hat right okay we are essentially working with another developer what would we want when we want to be able to know do this like will we hate it or will we not like it what we're doing so i think that again it seem very cliche a lot of people probably would uh, say thing but i think like that's something that has been very culturally ingrained in us to be able to now reduce friction for our immediate uh, customers at every stage what are the various things that we can keep with friction constantly all the time right and that's something that we keep putting it and then that's constantly ingrained yeah reduce friction reduce friction reduce friction yeah you are one of the finest tech minds that we have in the country i want to understand about your team how do you keep them energized engaged uh, and and how often do you innovate so i think in, in innovation is constant i think it's sound again going to sound clear but like you, you can't like okay, today innovate tomorrow don't innovate yeah. it's like it's a constant uh, thing that you have to be there but in your life in a, in a normal day to day activity there will be things which are fairly mundane which you have to do okay code review we have to now do this you have to write unit test which will seem fairly routine mundane things and there are things that you have to do to be able to now say okay now let out your creative streak yeah as you uh, say so the way we uh, do this like there are two things like our youngest uh, minds in our company i think are the most creative Uh, for sure so we have this uh, weekly demo day hmm. right? every week on every friday so when we do a stand up it's a demo day so we don't want people to talk what they're doing we want people to show what they've done oh. right so because talking is easy yeah, but yeah. showing is hard so like and then people know that they want to be able to know do something and they every week there is something that they want to be able to know show differently right and you don't want to keep saying this because words you can say the same status but output you can't show the same status every yeah, week yeah, yeah. so they end, end up doing Uh, different things they actually do out of the box things like our youngest uh, guys work on nlp and uh, web and other thing like they've gone and built games on their own reducing right? voice how do you know build a voice game how do you know build nlp to do something completely new which you have not thought about before wow. so anyway it's a very ground up innovation it's not like something that we sit there chair and then tell them because we don't know we are we are not as smart as the other guys <laughs> uh, in the company so but we just let them wow. do it here yeah how are you uh, making sure that your team works uh, in the most energized effective way in this lockdown so this so two things again one we as a company used to have work from home culture even before this so two days a week we work from home like that's so a monday wednesday fridays are the only days we work in office okay and then other days we don't work from office right so we used to have that as an uh, culture before the thing that we have to now learn to do is even do meetings on those days yeah. you know earlier those days when we don't work from home we don't have meetings uh-huh. we make them as no meeting days uh-huh. unless it's really urgent we don't do meetings we do meeting only on monday wednesday friday now we have to learn how to do meetings on these uh, remote working days too that surprisingly has turned out to be more uh, effective and productive really we are actually able to do it uh, fairly well because now people are very to the point they don't just generally uh, talk because they're sort of mentally prepared okay i just want to speak this because they're worried about what the other person is not going to understand so they are more crisp and clear and turned out to be uh, actually worked out quite well wow from the time you started little i labs mm-hmm. and now we have actually made good stride in the indian startup yes. ecosystem in terms of the products that we are building mm-hmm. also i want to understand because i really think you are a very good intersection of product tech and business mm-hmm. so how how do you see us building more successful products in our ecosystem what are some of the things 
that we yeah. have to take note of. There are two types of problems that you can mm. typically solve as, and, and uh, so the one is the problem, and then like how do you actually solve that problem? Mm. Right? How, how do you make sure the problem, the way you're solving the problem, is something that is liked by everybody, and then in a way that is actually easily consumable. So that is the second part. The first part, like what are the problems that you're actually going after? Mm. Right? There are two broad type of problem in my uh, mind, like what we were trying to do in Little Eye and what we were trying to do in uh, Slang also, which yeah. broadly fits into that. Yeah. So, so Little Eye problem was like the kind of problem where people were doing something in a very uh, elementary way, like the way you have to do battery analysis, like that's what we were trying to solve. Right? Like in battery analysis, people used to connect their phone to a, uh, run their app, keep it open for like two hours, look at how much a battery drain has happened. And then they know, okay, this is, how, this is the amount of battery my app is actually consumed. Yeah, yeah. This is how they used to very, very rudimentarily solve this problem. Mm. And, but this problem was not like, not everybody, in, every app developer was actually doing this. Mm. Most app developers didn't even care about battery. Mm. But the people who did care about battery were solving it in a very uh, rudimentary uh, fashion. Mm. So we went and saw an opportunity there saying, okay, look, here is a, there is a bad process of solving a problem. Can we simplify that process? Mm. Right? And build a tool that will make their life a lot more easy. Mm. And then once these guys were able to know, the people who, very really limited number of people wanted to solve this problem. Hmm. They were able to use it. Then, because of the easier, easiness of the tool, more and more people started using that tool. Right? Yeah. And that, be that became the easiness uh, part of it. Because they were solving a, a present problem, huh. right? which is a bad process problem. Like the kind of problem that Uber is solving today. Yeah, right? like yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to call a taxi, yeah. but it's a painful process to call it. We didn't even know there's a better way to call it. Yeah. Once Uber came in, it became like, man, it's, it's so much, why, why was I ever not doing it like this? Yeah. Right? So it, you could not go back to the old way. Right? Then there's a second kind of a class of problem where people don't even know there's a problem that exists. We are all used to living in a certain way, like Airbnb as an example. Right? You never assume they can go stay in somebody's house. Yeah. Staying means hotel. Yeah, That's yeah. my only. I'm yeah. never even looking for a house where I can go stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A very, very small fraction probably would have looked, yeah. but nobody would have done it. Yeah. But these guys essentially said, okay, here is an opportunity. They sound, they found, because either personally or somehow they connected to this opportunity. Yeah. And same thing as how and then they solve. Same way like Ford when they got the car versus the, the classic analogy that is given is like if you ask a person if you wanted a uh, car, they would have said they want a better horse, right? But Ford is able to see like people, man, there's a better opportunity of building a better horse. But nobody told him he wanted a better horse, right? But those are transformational, but yeah. they're hard. Yes. Right? When Apple II came in, again, it's hard. Yes. To do. Like I'm thinking same with, I think in my mind, OYO, when they had to know, but it is hard. Yes. You don't, you don't, it's hard to do, but you don't even imagine that you need such kind of a yes. uh, transformation. Because they take, they take a long time to, uh, to see it. Well, there are these other class of problems where there's a clear present problem. You have to be, both of them require you to be able to now see problems, which other didn't see. Yeah. Right? Your ability to now see problems, but first is to be able to now understand what are the problems that exist. Yeah. So then see what kind of a problems that you're willing to now try. So yeah. in these kind of the, the first class of problem where there is a present use case is relatively easier to solve, but you have to be you have to solve them faster before anybody else solves. Yeah. Right. The other case of problem is like nobody is even looking at it, nobody is even telling you that's a problem. You have to be able to know solve them. So both of, you need to be able to know see what yeah. these two things are, and then whatever the way you solve, whatever problem you're solving, then it's about the way you solve it. If you want to be a global use case, then you have to be able to now think big, think like okay now, okay what like are you now creating friction unnecessarily? Everything like you have to be able to now think of all of them and then be able to now build out. Their experience. Now again, the second part. I don't know if it makes sense, but like that part, essentially, you have to be able to know very clear about your product building strategy. Okay, what is your design philosophy? Yeah. Do you have a design? Do you have a philosophy in mind in the first place? <laughs> are you yeah. just building the problem, or do you actually have a philosophy in mind? And are you now sticking? How much are you sticking to that philosophy? Now, I want to ask you, what has been a maverick decision that you have taken, which has got you here? I think. Two, three, I would imagine. Okay. So first is like the first thing when I left IBM, I was in a good place, 
good salary yeah comfortable and then comfort and actually the thing was i was my wife was pregnant at that time oh right so my wife was pregnant and i left uh, the job and then took a risk with a pay cut 20 30% pay cut to work on a company which which did not give me a hike for the next two years obviously a small company yeah. did not give me a hike for the next two years so now uh, doing that i think was the first well uh, thing but luckily i had supportive parents and uh, wife who did not crib who did not complain she said okay fine if that's what you want to do she was ten, everyone was tentative for sure they're all they thought like okay this guy is gone oh, nuts you have an amazing wife <laughs> they, 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 they probably thought i've gone nuts huh. like uh, and then they, but they didn't uh, vocalize their uh, yeah. uh, thought so much that it uh, discouraged me so and then so that helped right? but uh, that is that is uh, i would call number one then second thing was about when we started little i itself uh, the thing that we were trying to do we building a developer tool yeah. most people kept saying my developer tools why are you solving a developer tool no, no which developer ever pay have you a developer ever paid any money would anybody ever uh, solve open source will come and kill you and our competition was google which is giving it for free yeah. right so why would anybody uh, do it right so that is the second uh, thing about wow. picking a domain which made which did not seem to make sense yeah. the third thing today i think is they coming back from us to india yeah like thing okay man why are you you are you had an opportunity to be in us Uh, it's not like you had any uh, pressing uh, issues to come. Yeah. Things were all working. Why did you? Why did India started the company in US? US. And then come here. But like, this is we really want to be able to now come here. Yeah. And then do this. Wow, wow. You know, last before we end, I want to ask you: Is that if you had to tell from your lens the future of boys, mm-hmm. where, what if you had to say this? These are the things. that will be defining the future of boys what would that be i think two three things in my mind i think mm-hmm. so one one is like the experience of using boys today even the most the easiest thing to use alexa is still painful yeah right because of the word you have to say alexa every time right because like in, the, in the, if you seen movies like uh, star trek or even iron man he very naturally switch switches between talking to a human versus talking to a computer yeah 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 it, it feels very natural but in, in tech world it doesn't exist today Yeah. because of the limitations of tech right now so you can't actually switch between a human conversation and a computer conversation you have to have the keyword and that keyword will fire at the wrong times all the time because of yeah. the whole thing so that yeah. is one uh, usage thing which thing which is limiting this whole domain the second thing i think that is limiting is the cost so today even if you have to be able to know use voice like the way we are trying to do like you want to be able to know do yeah. it more and more the cost it takes you to be able to know support a voice transaction is actually quite high okay right so it's still it, it's like how sms was before mm. over time sms became so cheap yeah. that more and more people could actually drive businesses on top of sms yeah 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 right but it was a 10x uh, 100x uh, reduction in cost yeah so we have to do a similar thing in uh, voice apps right so that's another thing that we have, we have started out doing it to be able to know say how do you know bring down cost because that's what will give us scale yes right because otherwise it become very uh, only the big guys will be able to yes. use it so a lot of other guys can't use it yeah so wow. i think these two things has to happen yeah yeah and uh, what's your vision with slang labs I think our uh, thing, like we were saying, is like making all our moms and dads be able to use all our apps, right, with the least amount of effort yeah. that we can uh, do. So today, our path is to be able to now go that using the B two B side, where we're building a framework and hoping the other guys will start integrating our framework and then making that. We are also doing another parallel attempt to say, like, can we directly reach to end customers in a more direct manner? Wow, is there things that we can do? But essentially, be able to now make this whole journey a lot more easy yeah. for everyone to consume. You know, and what I'm taking from this, Kumar, is that you want to. build transformation you want to yes, create transformation make life easy for everyone yes. uh, and and make voice ubiquitous for all of us yes, yes. i think that's that's the hope and 
with all your support hopefully we'll do it thank you for <laughs> joining us for this episode of mavericks powered by lenovo thank you Th- thank you thank you shada for inviting me it has been great talking to you follow us on facebook instagram twitter and youtube just look for your story or log in to yourstory.com thanks for listening to your stories mavericks season 2